something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Oh my God, we're in person. Oh, I'm tipsy. Oh. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I think just being around you makes me drunk. Uh, I think that's a compliment. Yeah, I'm it's like I'm drunk on love. Drunken. Yeah, we be all night. <laughs> <laughs> I love when I try to pretend like I'm Beyonce. Um, you know what's so interesting is that when you got here, I was like, I'm gonna have a cocktail, and then literally we talked. This is what always happens, though, right? We start talking. We're an hour and in drinking, so I'm now on my second martini. I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint a picture. Do it. She Would had you? like a tumbler full of martini. Well, listen, okay. it was like soccer mom martini <laughs> tumbler. Well, that's basically my life now, by the way. But also, can I just like stand up for myself for just a second? I personally don't ever make martinis my boyfriend is really good at them and so i'm always like hey babe will you make me a martini and that's become my new program when i actually want to have a cocktail is like i do a martini and then a glass of wine like it's like it's like the perfect combination of tipsy for me right it's not too drunk but you're tipsy yes like, you like, know it will like, get you there. i got a little buzz right. i'm like feeling the flow you know i don't i'm not gonna go like ride a mechanical bull downtown but i'm like feeling a good that takes buzz. tequila that takes 10 tequila drinks <laughs> right i've been a little off the tequila lately because covid and i've been at home too much but um anyway and so he's not here and i just was like ah oh, but i have a hankering for a martini so i googled a recipe but i think and it, it was, made a double i think it was for two yeah yeah <laughs> and you know Can people you are make... listening to this on friday morning <laughs> right well you know it's five o'clock somewhere i mean it is that's true can you we should invent like a tequila martini well, I think they have that, oh, right? I don't know. I th- Do I, or we should just try it. Is I don't that, know. I mean, it's just cold chilled tequila yeah it's just chilled tequila with olive ju- i mean i like them dirty yeah as you do as you, you do. know i mean i feel like if you can make it with gin or vodka you can make it with tequila right it seems like you would tequila has a little bit of a smokier flavor so mm-hmm. maybe it's like we come up with some recipe that's like a smoky smoky martini i love that we always like say these ideas we're gonna do <laughs> And never, never actually do, do that. Hey, on my to-do list, this at the top of the year, I wrote, 
we're we're making a merch, merch. store. We're doing it. We're someone, doing it. We, someone we're moving. Me the other day, tried anal. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I should be offended by that, but I actually just laughed. <laughs> no, we're doing it. Like <sighs> in the next four weeks, we will have a merch store. Okay, I promise that. Putting it out there. Putting Into it the out universe. There. It's a full moon tonight. It's a full moon. So like, really oh, make it- <laughs> I'm howling. <laughs> how how how? Okay, so um. We're in person and it's actually the first time this year, which makes me so happy because I feel like this is so different for it's us. It's the first time since November. Oh yeah. Cause you were in Virginia forever. Yeah. Yes. So this is going to be maybe our best episode ever. Oh, B E E. I'm clearly tipsy. Best episode ever. No, but I do feel like in person is so much better. And you and I were talking earlier and I was like, you know, the topics I feel I have a moment this week that really registers <laughs> casual for me. And you said you did too. And I feel like right now what we want to do is just spitball these yeah, let's topics back and forth. Do you want to go first? Because I feel first. like yours is actually pretty Well, universal. I, you know, I haven't been blessed with this actual um thing um but this is more something that i've witnessed like when when you become a meme oh you know like first of all like when a picture of anybody sort of takes off on the internet like kim kardashian crying yeah um there's yeah it's and it becomes a meme and it takes off there is literally nothing that you can do other than to act casual about it and obviously there's the big story this week was the bernie sanders from the inauguration like (laughs) i mean it literally gave me life can you and they're still rolling in and they're all so good i thought that i would be sick of it by now but i'm really not it like it won't it i don't think it will ever not be funny in fact I ordered so the way that he acted casual, he, he he recognized the moment, and this is brilliant. He put it on a t-shirt and a sweatshirt, and um, sold it for one hundred percent of the proceeds going to Meals on Wheels. And to to date, they've raised one point eight million. That's insane. First one point eight. I mean, that is literally the epitome of acting casual. One hundred percent. You lean into whatever it is that is is being put out there and you just laugh at it yourself. Uh, to me, I've said this to you before and I keep referencing the Kardashians, which makes me mad when I do this too much, but they do like they have figured out how to lean into whatever it is they're being made fun of and actually capitalize you, on it. Yeah. You capitalize on it, which I love that Bernie Sanders, who does not need the money was like, Hey, this is an opportunity for me to raise a ton of money for a good cause because this is not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So I might as well. It's brilliant. What Casey your- Musgraves did something similar. Like she did. There was a meme that happened with her when she won album of the year. Yeah. And I think she was saying like, she was mid saying, what and her face was all scrunched up and it became a meme it's and, actually and it's your, my pop socket it's your pop like, socket on she your recognized that and she had a pop socket made and sold millions of them probably when i was on very cavalry a friend of ours <laughs> paused the show and screenshotted my face and it looked like that you know that emoji that has the like windy smile that's the only way i know how to describe it is like squiggly face right. but it's like it would be what you would do when you feel awkward and uncomfortable yeah. and maybe i need to act casual but i'm not quite there yet <laughs> and my face was that and he made it into his own pop his socket. Pop socket. i actually was like i should have sold those because i would have done pr- really yeah, well bought but a like, house 
Oh, I guess I really missed opportunity Well, But let's go back to Bernie Sanders because this has taken over the nation. And okay, there's a couple things I want to say about that. I feel like, first of all, this is the first week we have felt comfortable drinking, talking, having fun, acting casual. Life in like our country has felt so heavy for so long. And we both said this week, you know, it feels a little lighter. It just feels a little lighter. And I honestly felt like the Bernie meme, like regardless of your political stance, regardless of how you feel about him, you could look at that and laugh. And we all collectively had one thing for one second that we were like, oh my gosh, let's laugh at this. The fact that he had like an envelope in his hand and it was like all the memes that like swing it by the inauguration then swing it by the post office. Like, (laughs) I I love, no, I love it. There was that one that was like listed off his time schedule. I was like, swing it by the post office at 10, 11 o'clock, Joe's thing. No big deal. Just, just an inauguration. <laughs> also, have you seen the the video where it's like, it's like the person who made Bernie's mittens <laughs> and it's like the paparazzi chasing them. They're literally jumping down an escalator trying to run from the paparazzi because it's so bad, <laughs> but it's just stuff like that. Like it literally just thinking of Bernie Sanders and all these different places. I made one with a velvet disco queen. I, I mean, like, yeah, I, I made one for Lindsay Hill's album cover yeah, and she posted yes, it. Yes, like you have it's to just It's just fun, you know? It's just so fun. Oh my God. It was like, where's Waldo? But like, where's Bernie? Where's this Bernie? This week or this and minute? Like, that, like, surely it was not him that thought to like put it on the t-shirt. It was probably someone on his team. But a man of his it? age with the wherewithal to be like, you know what? Do it. Go do your thing. Absolutely. Let's raise some money. Like... That I mean, and I've I've never been like a huge Bernie supporter, but I mean I think it's really fucking cool. Like I Absolutely. like him now more after this meme. Oh my god, me too. Yeah. I think regard that's what I was saying. Regardless of your politics, you can be like, all right, well he I used it for a, yeah, yeah, he I used it for a good that. thing. Um, what was your favorite one? Do you have a favorite one? Oh my god, like there's so many. Like I've, I've seen him like laughing. I've seen him on like a roller coaster at Hollywood or that really famous photo of like the men building a skyscraper like sitting on that beam. Like I don't him know that. him being you would know it if you saw it. I okay. don't know what it's called. It's a really famous photo. It's like workers taking a lunch break on like a beam that's hanging like in the sky and then there's Bernie. Like my favorite ones are like where you it takes a minute to even see him and then you're like oh my god there's oh my god, Bernie right. he's like always in the background yeah. or it's like there was there was a couple that I saw that like the whole entire crowd would be Bernie but you wouldn't notice it like exactly away I love there was one I saw it was the Lion King you know when they hold the baby up and it's like nah and it was Bernie <laughs> Bernie <laughs> um, they're all so good there was a Forrest Gump one that I loved I'm trying to think Star Wars I mean it was all the Every, things the internet- Sarah Jessica Parker to me like broke because like you know they're doing a Sex in the City reboot oh did they put him in without Samantha I couldn't do it so it was the three of them and Bernie that's amazing it's brilliant it's so smart the internet like never ceases to amaze me I know people are so funny well and whoever I just googled who started the Bernie meme because who like whoever thought of that and whoever noticed him in the crowd is one of the funniest people I've ever I mean but, but let's let's go back to like literally where was he sitting like it looks like he was relegated to the general admission section he probably was I mean I don't even know 
But he wasn't dressed for the occasion. <laughs> so it says, okay, Brendan's, I can't pronounce his last name, Similowski. He's a Washington-based photojournalist who covers politics for wire service, shot the image of Sanders. That picture is really not that great. <laughs> it's not the nicest composition in the world. But for whatever reason, I guess he posted it somewhere and someone picked it up. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. A couple people like, it says Ashley Smalls, a PhD student at Penn State, shared the photo photo on her Twitter, writing this could have been an email. And so then that that really just, got went right, viral. Right. It got 1.1 million likes, 139,700 retweets, and then it just picked up, and people kept putting it in places. This could have been an yeah. email. Yeah, like do you even know that? Um, what's the the sign guy? Uh, it's guy a part with of the, the sign. Fat Jewish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude with the sign or whatever. I mean, he had one. Like everyone, it was. Just, it was everywhere. It caught on, and it, it was, was everywhere, so and it was funny. so like it was wholesome and funny. It was you know? that's right. Honestly, it was the wholesome version of the guy with the big penis that. Oh, what? You know who I'm talking about. His name is Mr. Wood. <laughs> everyone has seen his penis. Because it was like the meme that took over the pandemic. <laughs> Bernie was the wholesome version this of that. This was way before the pandemic that this guy... Well, that guy had been around for a while, but he took off during the pandemic. Okay, well, took off is such a weird word to use when you're talking about a penis. Well, it's just like there's so many things right now. And meanwhile, so, he could not casual because sadly he had died years ago. So. <laughs> This is um, so dark. Can you, okay, let's backtrack because what if people don't know about this and we just kind of dropped a couple little like notes? I mean, there was this guy. He was a porn, <laughs> he shot like a porn. Is he a porn star? I don't know that he was a porn star, but that photo is from a porn shoot. His name is Mr. Wood. I don't know what his of last name is. Of course it is. Like, what else would his name be? Yeah, how apropos. And he literally <laughs> has the most giant penis you have ever I seen. I love that you used a fancy word right before you said he's right. the biggest giant penis. And it's like one of those things where it's like, I think what made it really take off during COVID was the um, people would send a text that was like a COVID update, like click here for an update. And it would just be like, you a, did that to me a I couple did, times. Yeah. and it would just be, a, it would just take you to that picture. But it was then it was um, people got really creative and like inserted them into like s scenarios, just like they did with Bernie. The, obviously that one was the not safe for work version well, right. and the Bernie is very wholesome. This is like, I mean, talk about acting casual. If you ever see that picture, you're like, <gasps> it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> startling. It I is. mean, it is shocking. And all I can think when I look at it is like, oh my god, painful. Like, yeah, where does so, where does that thing go? I, it doesn't even fit in pants. Who did that guy have sex with? I don't know. Who is she? I need to talk to her because I am so confused how that worked. Yeah, I mean, for that, a blowjob literally is blowing on it. Oh, like, I mean, you're like testing the tip. Yeah. Like if you're lucky, yeah. it's insane. But also, yeah, I mean, like I honestly felt like it was a burden for him. It probably was. What? I don't know what it Do fits we know in. what happened to him? I'm not sure how he died. Um, if there is a story on Vice, because when it like started to blow up, Vice like started digging to figure out who he was and what his history was. Right. So there's, a, I think there's a couple articles that I've read on Vice, but I don't know if it's if either of them mm. said how he died. Well, it might have just been like, well, I was going to try to make a joke. <laughs> I don't know. It might have been too casual. <laughs> Two more uh, TVs in. Maybe, yeah. I'll, maybe I'll try to edit myself a little bit. But yeah, like that 
picture in and of itself was a lot. Ooh, that's a <laughs> lot. Even, and it's limp. It like, is if limp. If we're being honest, yeah. like what? Uh, yeah. It's like a football. He's limp. not. He's a, he's a shower, not a grower, though. Probably for yeah. sure. I bet you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're really gonna just like analyze this right now, <laughs> let's get back to well. Birdie. Yeah, everyone's like having to pull over on their way to work on Friday <laughs> to like, Google what are they talking Mr. About? Wood penis. Please, I guess we should put like some sort of disclaimer before kids listen to this. Yeah. Hopefully, at this point, people know not to do at casual with their kids. But anyway, I think the Bernie meme was so well handled, and it was the best description of an at casual moment because you just like lean what else in. are you lean gonna in. do you lean in and you just embrace it and you use it for good yeah. like that is literally the definition of acting casual yeah i think about like random people like yeah. obviously bernie sanders was famous before clearly um, that yeah. happened but like you know there are there are like everyday people who end up in memes they get passed right. around like and the thing is is like my advice would be like Lean La- in. Laugh about it. Like, right. so what? You got labeled a Karen. You know, like mm. the the only the only meme that you don't want to be in is like when it's you doing something that's like racist and totally fucked up, and you get called out for it. But aren't you a Karen when you do that? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but but if it is if it's something that's like not related at all to what the picture is and it becomes a funny meme like yeah. lean into it yeah. like i have a friend we have a friend um or i have a friend um who she and her brother like if you google like ugly family photos she and her brother <laughs> she and her brother one of them and she thinks it's i mean when they were little too how did it get how did it go I don't, viral I, or i don't know i don't know and um like she'll she'll give people like christmas presents of that photo on a blanket like well, that's perfect she, yeah it's right. like she's just, like leans into point, it yeah. i'm sure she had the process of grieving it because like but she our, was little you know yeah, so it's not like true. it's a current photo of her that people are like god they're ugly well i think all of our egos are big enough to where you can get offended at first right but the the people who win are the people who embrace acting casual and they're just like you know what this is happening regardless so i might as you well can't just stop the internet lean in. you cannot yes, stop the internet you can't, you can't you can't yeah okay so do you want to know about mine this sure week? It's a little bit different than yours, and it came from a friend of a mutual friend of ours, actually. And at first, he was like super upset about this, and I was upset that he was upset oh, God. <laughs> because I felt like it was offensive. And I was literally like, in 2021, we have bigger issues to be upset about. This is not a thing. Why are you texting me about this? But he was upset because he lives near a funeral home. Oh God! If this is, could go dark, you got to help me, like keep it positive. <laughs> Um, he lives near a funeral home. And so like sometimes when he's driving, he gets stuck in funeral processions. Uh And so last week it happened and he was just like, Oh my God, like I have places to go. And I'm like, really, where are you going? Where are we in a rush to get to right now? Um, but he was annoyed because he was kind of just like, I don't understand this. How do I always get caught? in? How do I get caught in these things? We go so slow. It's like, there's just complete disregard for everyone else. And we're all supposed to stop because of something. And I was like, right. But you have to like kind of empathize. Yes, absolutely. 
And so I got a text from him today oh, that God. was so interesting because it felt like an at casual shift to me. But so he's, he was upset, you know, and I was just like, literally, you need to slow your fucking roll here, dude. You were then the wrong. And we had this conversation. He was like, okay, fine. I'm just probably being a diva, you know, whatever. Um, and then he texted me today this video that I sent to you, and it was so good in some ways. But I kind of felt like this was acting casual. He got caught in another one, and he just decided he would join. Yeah, he, he was like, <laughs> you can't hold me back. He threw those flashers on and got in, fell in line. Yeah, and he was actually thrilled about it. He was like, we don't have to stop at stop signs. We, <laughs> and I mean, as I'm saying this, I'm kind of like, uh, I, I hope that people can like laugh about this with us and not feel like we're paying any disrespect to the families or anyone who's passed away 100% that is my argument to him was just like pay respect these people have lost someone they love right in fact I think you said he's fucking with karma I did I told him I was like you're gonna get some bad fucking karma from this but yeah like that's the whole point it's like look we've all gotten stuck at a stop sign where you know there's this long line of cars we're in a hurry he lives in a he lives in nashville but it's a, little, a little rural he, like yeah he lives a yeah. little outside of town and so i can imagine it's it, he doesn't have many options for roads when he's oh, trying to get out there. i mean there's so when you get none. stuck at a stop sign and there's a funeral procession it's like being stopped at a railroad when you have no idea when the train's gonna end yes so if you can fall in line fall in line yeah. like and then yeah. he like felt happy about it. Yeah. He was like, you know what? I'm going to support this family. I'm going <laughs> to ride it out with them. Yeah. And I'm going to skip the stop signs. The, the best would have been if he had ended up at the funeral, like consoling yeah, somebody. No. <laughs> like, a stranger. I mean, I think it's like, it's, yeah, I hope we don't sound insensitive. This is the one thing. Cause it's <laughs> like, you know, I do have this high level of empathy and especially with death. I have a really hard time. Like I've always felt this way even if it's like people in my peripheral that die like for some reason it's death is super difficult for me yeah. I don't know so like that was my point to him was like be fucking sensitive dude like what the fuck <laughs> he's These going people, for a laugh too though he, he was he goes extreme for a laugh but also I think the point for him was is why is this the tradition like why do we do it so I actually googled that I was like why is this a thing and it's it the reason that people move slowly in a procession is so they don't lose other people in the party. Right. And so you're following the hearse. Yeah. Cause you're normal. Yeah. You're following the hearse. You're, you're going f- generally from the church to the grave site. And a lot of, a lot of people, you know, you theoretically people would be from out of town. They don't know where they, they are. Where they're they're just, yeah. So you're trying not to lose people. That's why you put the flashers on. That's why you're like, and there's usually a cop at the front and the back too. Right. Well, right. And I think that was his point was like, why do they get this like entitlement to the road basically? And I'm like, because these people are mourning, you know, like they're going through this really hard time. What in your day is more important than that? If you right. really think about it. But so that was sort of what he embraced. He's today. like Barry's motherfucking boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> Classes in 15 minutes. No, I'm late. He did take a step back and he was like, you're right. Like these people went through a really difficult time and I need to think about that versus like what I need to do in my day. But it is a frustrating tradition. And so today he had to casual and just joined Joe in. Joined in. I was like, all Could right. Could you well, imagine if he caused an accident trying to merge? Oh my, I can't. I mean, actually I can. And yeah. he would have called me to bail him out is the thing. He actually, I told him we were going to talk about this today. I was like, you just gave me my topic there for we go. today. And he was like, you can use my real name. Oh. And I decided not yeah, to. Yeah, we won't. We, we won't, won't do that to you. He gives us too much content already. I know. I mean, honestly, he's 
he's been the he's been the guest on this show probably five or six times without like without being knowing here. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those are our at casual moments of the week. I mean, I actually feel like I've probably had a couple other, but like some of them are maybe not things I would want to share. <laughs> I mean, I've literally just been at home. So I know your life sounds a little like tame right now. Yeah. When are we going to get to Sledapalooza is what I need to know. Well, God, get me that vaccine. I'll fuck anybody. Oh, (laughs) you heard it here first, people. Heard Uh, it here first. Who out there? (laughs) Also, you're looking really good these days. That Peloton, that keto. I've been doing that keto. I have been in ketosis now for two weeks. I've lost 17 pounds since January 4th. It's crazy. It's just my body eating itself. Like basically ketosis is like I'm not I haven't had any carbohydrates so my body is using my fat for fuel. Okay, so it that's how you lose weight. Yep. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. So it's your body does this like flip thing where Mm. it stops. It doesn't have carbohydrates to feed off, so it feeds off the fat. Oh my god. It's pretty incredible. And I mean, I've been. I had there was a there was a COVID scare, so I was I'd been around somebody who tested positive, so I isolated. And we both did. We talked about that. Yeah. Last week. So I was just like, I'm going to hunker down and do this. Yeah. So f- for the last two weeks, I've been it's been and I've got these pee strips that show me that I'm in ketosis. And really, are you laying off booze? That's the thing. That um, I- This is probably the first drink I've had in two weeks because I mean, I've just been a, I don't really drink at home. I don't really drink at home by myself. either. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's I've never really been much of a drinker at home. When I lived in L.A. the first year um i live with two friends and um <laughs> only one of them had a job like i didn't have a job when i got there and well, i was so then of course you're gonna so drink. we were like and what else and do? trader joe's was new to us so we oh like my god went, yeah when we moved into the the house that we rented it had a wine rack that was the size of the whole cl- the back wall of the closet so we went to two and got enough two buck chuck to fill it so we were like drinking every day at home and um and i think that was like I don't need to be doing this. But that's different when you live with people. If you're like by yourself drinking, it can get kind of dark. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, there, it is a very, I've got beers in my fridge. Like, but I I never think like, Ooh, I need a beer at the end of the day. Or I I need a I literally only have alcohol and hummus in my refrigerator. We know this. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) But I, when I'm by myself at my house, I just, I don't drink. It doesn't like, it doesn't doesn't really appeal appeal to me. It never even crosses my mind. It really doesn't. Maybe if it's a Friday and I'm like, you know what? I have had a week. I'm going to have a beer Mm -hmm. and it's one. Yeah, and then. But if I have friends over, I will drink fourteen beers. Well, right. You know, yeah, we're not trying to act like prudes over here, but I'm like sipping my. (laughs) My, And my parents like they drink every night. Yeah, they have. They start having. Well, I mean now, like, but now it's even worse because they're retired. So my dad has like a bloody mary at breakfast. Well, right, they don't have responsibilities. They don't have responsibilities. But when they, when I was younger, and they were like working people, they would come home and pour cocktails, and they would drink three or four cocktails at night. And it was just kind of, so I grew up around that and it wasn't like, I never for a second thought my parents were raging alcoholics. So it's yeah. like, I don't know. It's not, I'm, I'm not my way because I experienced something where I was like, I don't want to turn into that Yeah. because my parents are really fun. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It just never really appealed to me. I think as long as you feel like you're doing, I don't know how we got on this topic. This got like so we, were, we were drinking. <laughs> I don't know. We are drinking. It, it is such a weird balance because I always try to balance too between like 
like what is enough what is like what is too much like it's it's a weird thing and like i've never really known a healthy relationship with that and so yeah. like trying to navigate that myself has been something i've done as an adult but what's well, funny because i've never worried about like what's too much <laughs> like i am right. like I'd, I'd go full in i just it just doesn't you cross acted my casual mind. about oh, yeah. it. It just doesn't cross my mind. Yeah. Oh, I know how we got onto it. You asked me if I was laying off the booze. Well, because to me, when I lay off the booze, immediately my stomach gets flat. Right. Like it's like, oh, that's yeah. what that little poof was or yeah. something. Yeah. But it's like, because like sometimes you just have a glass of wine with dinner, but like you don't realize, oh, that's extra calories or that's extra yeah, wine, sugar. I mean, or that's wine extra. is like the Wine's worst. The worst. Yeah. Wine's the worst. Yeah. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I actually have some emails I want to read through because we've gotten, okay. we've got a lot, but these, I picked the top, well, 
I think maybe I'll just do two because we've kind of gone a little longer than I thought. But um, this came from Erica, who we actually talked to last week, or maybe this is two weeks ago. We talked about her, and she was having the trouble with her HR manager. Do you remember this? Yep. Okay, so she wrote back because she listened to the episode where we did talk to her. And she said, hey, friends, thanks for reading my email on the podcast. I'm following up to let you know I appreciate your advice on it. I just wanted to say that when HR said those uncomfortable things, my supervisor was there and she was able to take it to our manager who was able to address it so that the employees didn't have to. Because I remember we were like, Erica, you need to just like address this. Address it. Yeah, so she didn't have to, which I actually loved for her because that's such an uncomfortable situation. She said, I have to say I'm also an empath and I take things to heart quite easily. This woman also told a black man who doesn't work for the company anymore that her fiance is a cop, which she felt was a threat because it was during the summer as well. She also basically told me my engagement ring was ugly. (laughs) To that, I responded, it's the ring my fiance gave me. And for that, I absolutely love it, which I agree with Erica here. Trying to be so casual. This woman just sounds like an idiot. She just sounds like a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't want to cancel her per se, but sometimes I feel the need to distance myself to protect my feelings. I'm also a Taurus, so the stubborn trait in me can be aggressive. I've been working on extending grace to people I don't agree with on things. That includes people who may hurt me. Your advice made me realize I need to start advocating for myself and feeling more, even if it's uncomfortable and awkward. Love the podcast, and thanks for thanks for being the friends I look forward to hearing from every Friday. Oh, Erica, we love you, too. We love her, too. Um, Also, she sent a picture of her and her fiancé, and they're beautiful, like insanely gorgeous it looks like an ad from a magazine but um anyway so i'm just glad that she didn't have to handle that herself and i also just think this lady needs to go yeah like <laughs> why is she the hr person i can't process that's supposed it. to be the safe place at work 100 percent. the person it's, she's who's actually like, is like kind of a great character for a movie like it's the office the, the, yeah it's like the hr person who just fucks everything up no 100 who breaks it's, all the it's rules what would happen on the office 100 like the person who is not supposed to be in that job is in that job and that kind of sounds like this person to me like she should not be in this job <laughs> Yeah. It's not the right job. They should like, how can you like fuck over an HR person really well at work? Like how can you make her mess up her job so bad? I don't think you have to make her mess up her job. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) I think you would just have to report her. But I, to me, I'm like, Erica, you just put your head down and do your work and keep doing you boo. Cause you look so beautiful and so happy and don't worry about this bitch. (laughs) Fuck that HR lady. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Get me my insurance. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So this one, she wants to remain anonymous. Although (laughs) this was hilarious to me. She wouldn't sign the email, (laughs) even though it comes through, but I'm like, Oh sweetie, you're, email says your name <laughs> but i respect her how did so she I'm sign like, it unsigned she said i i she said i can't think of a fun name about lying but i don't want to use my real name bah ha ha ha, ha the struggle is real <laughs> and amazing. i was like uh but i know your name yeah 
Karen. Just kidding. It's not Karen. <laughs> um, no, I know Let's your name. Let's call her Annie for anonymous. Anna. Yeah, Annie. Anna. Annie. I like it. Um, no, but I loved her email, so we're going to read that. Hey, Kelly and Chip, longtime listener, first time writer here. I love listening to your podcast because it feels like I'm just shooting the shit with friends. It also makes me laugh on my walks with my dog, so I'm pretty sure my neighbors think I'm insane. Thanks for all the good times. I'm hoping you can weigh in on a situation I've been dealing with for a very long time. I'm a mid-30s doctor, and I met one of my best friends in med school. You go through the trenches together in med school and your other trenches, so you're really forming lasting friendships. My best friend has always been known in our very large friend group as the one downer. That's in air quotes. If life, I'm sorry, in life, there are people who like to one up you, but in the medical training, there are one downers, and these are the people who constantly tell you how much harder they have it than everyone else. We've been friends for eight years, so at this point, I've accepted that she's a one downer. Her schedule is always the hardest, this in quotes as well. She works the most, also in quotes. Her patients are the sickest, also in quotes. I saw this trend as we continued our medical training during residency, fellowship, and now being attendings. I'm recently... I've recently come to realize these people need to know that I'm drinking my (laughs) tea. This is too hard, Annie. Um, I've recently come to realize that she is blatantly lying about how often she works. For example, a few weeks ago back, she told me she was working at the hospital all weekend when she told our other friend who lives out of town she was off. She told me she didn't have one day off for three weeks which wasn't true. My other friend confirmed it. Now I've noticed that she'll complain about how patients, how many patients she sees in a clinic. So I got curious and I checked her schedule. Anyone in the system can look at that. Lo and behold, she's lying about that. She will exaggerate about how many patients she sees by at least two or more patients a day and how late they're scheduled. This is so strange to me because who the fuck cares? Yeah, why lie? Exactly. I don't care if she works more than me or if she works less than me. I just don't like being lied to by someone I trust. We are in completely different specialties or our jobs don't resemble each other. I purposely choose chose a specialty with decent work-life balance, and she chose one that's notorious for poor life balance, mostly just thorough training. I'm happy with my choices and I don't feel bad about it. I still end up working very hard and I'm proud of that. My questions for you. One, why do you think she's doing this? Two, what are your thoughts about the white lies? Three, I'm very non-confrontational, so I don't want to say anything to her, but would you? Four, <laughs> Annie, I'm tired. Yeah, so questions. <laughs> Can you be friends with someone who is constantly telling you white lies? Or is that the harbinger? Do you know what that word means? Harbinger. No, harbinger. What does that mean? How does she finish it? For something worse? Yeah, it's like a sign. It's like a. This is why she's a doctor. Yeah, it's a harbinger of something worse. Yeah. Here's my thought. Wait, wait, wait. I'm oh, not done. Well, she's not done with questions. <laughs> is she lying about more serious things? P.S. I know this sounds like 16-year-old drama, but I'm pretty shocked by how many things I've noticed recently that she's purposely lying about. Thanks for your help. Sincerely, I can't think of a fun name, but I'm lying about my real name. <laughs> Annie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I need to I mean, a sip of water. It, yeah. I, you know, here's the thing. It's like, the funny thing is, is like everything that she's lying about is misery. 
So it's like she's taking, she finds pleasure in her situation being worse than everyone else. I wonder if it's like, and obviously we don't know any of these people. So there's so many circumstances in the situation that we just don't know. But like, is she the only single one? Is she like, are there reasons for her to amplify like why her life is worse? Look, we 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 know people like this. I was, I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah, we know people. We like know this. people like this, and we also know people like this whose situation isn't nearly as terrible as they want the world to think it is. And I think it's a weird sort of outwardly form of self pity. Um, and the truth is, is like Annie laid it out. She chose this line of specialty, like. The bed that she is in, she made. Totally. So why is it everyone else's responsibility to make it better? Well, it's not. It's not. That's the first thing. Um, and first of all, like nobody wants to be around somebody who's complaining all the time. It's just not a good characteristic. Well, also, it's not a competition about your life is worse than mine. Like, it's just right. not. And like, there's some stuff that I think... Uh, I have a couple things in my mind. All right. <laughs> well, because like there was there was something that publicly was said about me about that, and that's not true for me. It's just not. So I mean, that was. Uh, I'm struggling here. Help me get out of this situation. <laughs> I just like it's like I think that certain people can be very insensitive, right. and so obviously those are not people you want in your life either. But it doesn't sound like our friend. Annie air quotes is like that. It sounds like she actually wants to be a good friend to people. And I think that what I hear in this is just like, why are you friends with this person? Like, what is she bringing to your life? Like that, that's the thing that we've had to think about, about some situations we've been in. And I like, I just like, I don't understand. Like she's lying to you. She's about also, things that don't matter. That don't about matter. Lying. But like, so like, why is this a relationship you're continuing to pursue? Yeah, What it sounds like to me is that the friend is not very mature because if you're telling one person you're working and you're telling someone else that you're not, you're telling the person that you're working for a reason because you don't want to do what they're asking you to do. There's something. So there. as an adult, yeah. you say, Thank you for the invite, but I don't really feel like doing that this weekend. But you also, like, as an adult, would know how to set a boundary so that right. you could take care of yourself. You don't have to lie. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, I think the conundrum that Annie is in, you either have to address it, and there, I think there's non-confrontational ways to address it, if you want this person to stay in your life, or you have to recognize that this person is a liar, and those sorts of things do sort of snowball. Like yeah. if she's willing to lie about stupid shit, like I have more patience a day than you. You don't Who understand cares? how hard my day is. Like everybody's day is fucking but, hard but and it's all exact, relative. In 2020, there is not one person. It's you all can relative. Go to and be like, my life is harder than yours. Yeah, sorry. Like, everyone's life is collectively hard. Yes. We all have shit it's going all on. relative. That is what the universe is teaching us right now is that everyone has their own shit. Yeah. Like, I just believe that. So, but it snowballs. And I think that people who are inherent liars, like mm-hmm. when they get away with it, it is fuel for them to lie about bigger and bigger things. Mm-hmm. And, that you know <laughs> breaks down trust it's in my just, head i'm like i don't want relationships with liars like at this point in my life i'm making conscious decisions about who i allow in my life and like 
I, I don't know how old Annie is, but I'm just kind of, oh, I'm in my mid thirties. Mid thirties. At this point, shouldn't you just be like, Hey, not worth my fucking time, right. man. Like you can't tell me the truth. You can't just like have any sort of empathy for anyone else. It's all about you all the time. You're not going to get, what are you getting from right. this relationship? Right. That's what I, I just would want to know. It's like, what it's really hard is though. I feel actually, for when you have way, history with somebody though, it's hard to sort of just like toss people aside, especially if they're still in your life, you know, like, I, it's, yeah. I mean, for me, some of my best friends who from college, like that are still some of my, I would consider them some of my best friends, but I don't talk to them every day. Like, so I don't have that same sort of attachment because it sounds like they're still in each other's lives. It does sound like, like that. Like in true. like a major way. When if you have to see each other a lot. Right. I just, I, I guess I'm just very guarded of my energy as of late. And so I'm reading this and I'm like, I don't know. I'm also confrontational. Like if I have an issue, I'm going to You will address it. it. Yes. You will address it. So I am having a harder time relating However, I can empathize and, and say like, yeah, you've been through a lot together. But like, I think when you get to your mid thirties, especially is the point in your life where you ask yourself, what is this person giving me? What are they bringing to my life? That's positive. And if they're not, who has space for that anymore? Well, and I also think if, if it has gotten to the point where you and <laughs> you're going on whatever data system your office has to be like, wait to a minute, check no, she wasn't working that day. And these are the number of That's patients. A- like you have been pushed to the point where you're investigating. You're wasting your time yeah. on someone who like, it probably isn't giving a second thought to you. Right. Which that is where like, I would say to Annie, like protect your energy and put it into something positive or so, or, or, or if you care enough, you have to address it. Or yes, exactly. It's it's one of the two things. Put your put your energy into something, other relationships that are more positive and fulfilling for you, or address it with her. And I mean, I don't think this girl sounds like she could handle being confronted. Yeah, but I mean, see how it goes. Maybe yeah. she could respond and like make some changes. Maybe she's unaware. You could also have some fun with it. You could just be like, you could like play the let's see if she'll one up everybody and like everyone yeah. come with like a you won't believe what happened You're to me at work today. Oh, today like you just have to like see if she'll be like well i had 47 <laughs> yeah. you know like, you're, you're like, like oh wow. my god it's so crazy because i had 50 and it was insane <laughs> and then the other person's like yeah i had 62 and then you're like yeah and then someone's like bitch you weren't even at work today like you like all <laughs> call like, i don't know if you out. forgot but i checked your schedule yeah. you didn't go to work today <laughs> yeah I saw you at Walmart at three o'clock and you didn't see me. <laughs> and that bitch is for sure yeah. at Walmart. I mean, 100%. <laughs> That's where she spends her downtime. <laughs> oh, dad. Shoplifting for sure. I mean, she has so much money, but she's shoplifting. Yeah, she shoplifts. 100%. Because her life she's is a, hard and she needs no, it. Oh, she's like, I deserve this. I deserve <laughs> these Hanes panties. I mean, I just. <laughs> These Hanes <laughs> panties. I deserve them because I had more patience than anybody can actually officially have in a yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know about y'all, but even though I had no patience today, I mean, I even worked, I had more patience I, than all of you. I worked bitches. overtime just to have more patience, so I deserve these panties. Yeah, <laughs> they free. <laughs> I have to go. Hanes her way. I gotta go. <laughs> I just gotta go. Oh, oh God. I wish you all could see this. She's got her she's <laughs> got her martini glass up picture. against the side of her. Take wait, a picture, I'll fucking post it. <laughs> this is a bad idea. This was the worst idea I ever had. Wait, put it back near your face like you had it. 
doing business. I mean, this is not, is this business? This is like sadly a business, but like, I mean, I look so terrible right now. You guys, two martinis. Oh my, I need to go to bed. Oh yeah. It's bedtime. It's like literally six o'clock. The sun literally just I'm going to have to go to bed. It's not even six, is it? Why are martinis like? Oh, it's six. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, okay. I'm just glad that we're back. Like this feels like maybe we're making movement forward and we're back. Yeah, we're back. Gosh. Okay. So you guys keep the questions coming to at casual at velvetsedge.com because we're fucking back. We're back (laughs) and we're going to have merch and we're going to kill the, we're going to kill this game. (laughs) Whatever that means. Yeah. Whatever that means. We'll sell like two t-shirts and I'll be like, why did I do this? You know what, Chip? I'm going to kill the game more than you're going to kill the game. Yeah, you did you know that? Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, the way you know, I've got twice way, as many game killers as you. No, the way that I kill a game is better than the way that you kill a game. Well, I'm off it's tomorrow better, anyway. It's bigger. Oh, rude. I'm not. <laughs> I actually have a full. I have so much shit. To I do. have a full day tomorrow too. <laughs> Whatever, Monday is fuller. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a birthday lunch. Oh well, I have a dinner. So oh. you know what? I have a happy hour too. Ooh, Ooh. boop. See you there. No. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Mine's earlier than yours. I know. Okay. Got it. I we got to go. We got to go. Okay. Um, you guys send your emails to at casual at velvetsedge.com or you can hit us up on Instagram. I'm at velvetsedge and Chip is at Chip Dorsch. Spell that for the people though. C-H-I-P. D-O-R-S-C-H. I mean, mine's easier to spell than yours. (laughs) (laughs) Yours is longer. You're like, mine's longer. It's like got more like V's. It has more like edge. Things like that. Okay. Anyway, we gotta go. Gotta go. I gotta go drink some water. Uh, You guys have a great week. Thanks for listening as always. And always remember. Act casual. (laughs) Bye. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.